0: Another loss in Carolina, which makes it seven years since the Sabres have lost to the hurricane. Some positives to get to coming up on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Your Locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. That includes our YouTube channel where you can watch the show. Today's episode brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use the promo code Locked On NHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Three to two, the Sabres fall to the Carolina. Hurricanes. They dropped to 6-6-1 on the season, which does actually, funny enough, tie them for a playoff spot. I know it's super early on here. We're like, what, a sixth of the way through the season. Uh, 13 games played, 13 points. The Florida Panthers have 13 points. They're in the second wildcard spot. The Islanders have 13 points. Toronto has 14. The Sabres have played one or two more games than all of these teams. But again, super early. It's the same. They've been hanging around. And you know what? Biggest underdog on the night. I feel like we should feel pretty happy with that result against the Hurricanes. They get a point. And you know what? If they are – I'll put it this way. This is hockey. Football's a little different football because it's week to week and there are fewer games. You can easily say, well, you know, if I just beat all the bad teams and I win one of three against the good teams, then that's all I need to do. Hockey don't get that as much because of how many games there are. But in theory, if you go the whole season, you beat the teams you should beat and then teams you shouldn't beat like Carolina. If you got a point on the road every time you played a, a team like that, I think you'd feel pretty happy about it. Not entirely happy about that performance and that result against the Hurricanes, but there are some positives to come out of it. And I do think getting one point being the league's biggest underdog on the night uh, is worth something. By the way, I made fun of the, the Sabres for being bigger underdogs than the Sharks uh, who are were 0-10-1 going into last night. They finally got a win. So good for the Sharks. Every team in the NHL has now won a game. So, a lot to get to on the Sabres, including I've got a strong take on Victor Olofsson that I want to get to in a little bit. We'll check out the the division standings and what happened in the division as well. But looking at some of the stats from the Sabres lost to Carolina in overtime, uh, starting off with the score itself, of course, three to two. The shots on goal in this game, 27 for Carolina to Buffalo's 22. Um, The power play numbers exactly the same one for four for each team. It felt like a very different one for four for the Sabres than it did for Carolina. The Sabres only goal on their four power play chances was Rasmus Dahlin on the rush, doing it all himself. A great goal. You know, he comes through the neutral zone. He passes it to himself off the boards and the puck is kind of on edge. So Dahlin decides to just swing it at the net. He didn't really get any torque on his stick, but because the puck was rolling and because he's got quick wrists, he was able to get enough on that shot to beat Antti Ranta. That was their only power play goal. It might have been their only power play chance the whole night. That was an embarrassing performance by the Sabers power play. If you want to give me any, well, the Sabres should have won if, from last night's game, absolutely it was. They should have won if their power play had a competent night. They could have easily had two goals in that game on the power play. They didn't even deserve the one. Again, it was more of a five-on-five goal from Darlene. They did not deserve it. They didn't deserve it to be a power play goal is how I should put it. But they couldn't get into the zone. Carolina, I mean, is that all it takes to stifle this Sabres power play? All they had to do is drop one forward behind the Sabre defenseman who likes to drop it back to either Paterka or Thompson or Tuck who are coming through the neutral zone with speed. All they had to do was stick one player behind that defenseman so that he couldn't drop it back. And the Sabres were like, uh, I don't I know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know. What to dump it in, take it in myself, pass it to the wall, open passes to anybody. The other problem I have with the Sabres power play right now is I do believe that Don Granado is putting Jeff Skinner in the wrong spot. He's putting him in the wrong situation on that right hand wall. Now he's on his one timer there, but Skinner, does not possess the capability, nothing, nothing against him. Like it's just not his thing. You got to be able to make quick, decisive and cross ice passes. Sometimes playing from that right side, it's not just shooting one-timers. You got to have a good feel and sense for that. And that's never been a spot that Skinner has played in his career on the power play. He is much more well-suited for that high slot area or even in front of the net. I don't like him on that wall. I think they got to get him away from there. If Dylan Cousins was healthy, maybe they would do that. But they've been putting Skinner on that right wall even when everybody's been healthy. I think they got to cut that out, and they got to be more decisive with zone entries. Their one goal was Darlene deciding, all right, if you're just going to give me this, I'm going to go take it. That's what the Sabres players need to start doing on the power play. Uh, But it's got to get better. It has not been good all year. They are bottom six in the NHL in power play uh, percentage this year. It's amazing. As their penalty kill has gotten better, their power play has gotten significantly really worse. A couple other stats to look through. At five on five, the scoring chances in this game were 20 for Carolina, 17 for the Sabres. Shot attempts were 44 for Carolina, 34 for the Sabres. And the expected goals were come out to be just about what the score was. Uh, we had a three to two score expected goals in this game was 2.8 for the hurricanes, 2.1 for the Sabres, which means we could pack in let in just about what was expected of him. I thought he was pretty solid on the night, but a quick breakdown of the Sabres goals in this game. Only two of them. I already went through the, the uh, Darlene goal, which tied things up uh, midway through the third period. Again, the Sabres answering the bell after they've allowed a goal right before they did that multiple times against Toronto in this game. Dalene scores less than two minutes, uh, about a minute and a half actually after Brady Shea scored to give Carolina a two to one lead. Uh, so good for him. The first goal by of the game was an unassisted Alex Tuck goal. I saw some debate whether it should have been unassisted, but JJ Paterka enters the zone. He gets knocked down, but Paterka doesn't quit on the play. He scoops the puck with his hand, Underneath himself while he was laying on the ice, he gets it with his stick and he backhands it out into the slot right onto the stick of Hurricanes defenseman Jacob Slavin. Now, Alex Tuck, who I have called repeatedly the best four checker in the NHL, and he's got numbers to back that up, he forces steals as good as anybody in the league. Mike Kelly had that for NHL Network that he forces as many steals as anybody on this play. Slaven only has the puck for a split instant and Tuck is just active stick on stick on stick. He hits the puck off of Slaven right onto auntie Ranta. And then he gobbles up the rebound to put it into the back of the net. It's a great effort by Tuck. It's a great play by Paterka. It's one of those where he deserves an assist, but it's not an assist. You know, he Slaven has possession of the puck before Tuck knocks it off and talk steals it. It can't be an assist for Paterka if Tuck steals the puck away. So a great play by Viterka. Sure, he deserved a point on it. I understand why he didn't get it. And Tuck gets another goal. He is continuing to be on fire statistically. That's his fourth goal of the season, and a lot of those coming in just the last week or so. Uh, so a great, a good effort by multiple Sabres in this game. I got my three stars of the game coming up next. And then what are the Sabres going to do with Victor Olofsson? Because I think they've got an Olofsson problem right now get into that when we come back we are presented by ebay motors passion drive patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has got everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers and roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and plenty more whether you're into speed power style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you will always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit This episode of the Lockdown On Savers podcast is also brought to you by Sleeper. Check out Sleeper. I am all on it right now. It's fantasy deadline uh, day for a bunch of leagues. Uh, checking out that. Sleeper. Fantasy football. It is the best user-friendly app for your season-long fantasy. But it's not just season-long fantasy. How about daily fantasy and especially daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy hack- hockey app of the Lockdown NHL Network? Sleeper, our number one choice for daily fantasy sports because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Go on the app, check it out, look through maybe like Tage Thompson over a certain shots on goal number, maybe like Ukapeka Lukanen to have more than 30 saves in a given game. Just pick eight of those pick eight player props that you like over under stats and if you get them all right you can win 100 times your money playing the daily fantasy hockey with sleepers start paying attention nail your picks so you can start winning big use the promo code locked on nhl you're gonna get to a 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that's locked on nhl see sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability sneaky joe DiBiase back here on the locked On sabers podcast the sabers get one point, but not two in Carolina, where they were a massive, massive underdog. They are now off until Friday when they will host the Minnesota Wild. My three stars in this game, my three saber stars in this game, starting off with the goal score. I just went through how nice a goal it was. What a game by Rasmus Dahlin! He really, I really should put him on here like every game, right? Is there ever a game? where Dalene is not one of the three best Sabres. I don't really know that there ever is. Uh, so impressed by him again, one goal, kind of did it himself. Uh, 72% expected goals, four percentage. That was the third highest for a Sabres player. Dalene getting his third goal of the year, power play goal, uh, big one in that. And I thought he played really well with Ryan Johnson, who was another one of my three stars of the game for the Sabres. He played the third most minutes for any Sabre defenseman in this game. He was on the ice In the final minutes, trying to get the game to overtime or to get the winner. Johnson played 19 minutes and 26 seconds. He was second on the team at 5-on-5 with a 73% expected goals for rate. Playing almost all of those minutes with Rasmus Dahlin. Got to really eat on the top pair. Um, they did end up putting Owen Power out there a few times uh, as the game was getting a little bit tighter, but it's not like they eliminated Johnson. They did not bench him. He was still getting opportunities in big, important moments. And when I talked to Granado on Tuesday, he really doesn't sound like he's treating Johnson as a prospect. I asked him about you know, like treating a number one or six, yeah, number one pick, but uh, for first game in the NHL, you know, getting his feet wet. And Granato kind of pushed back on that. Like, Hey man, he's 22. Like he's played four years of college. He's played a little bit in the American hockey league. He is older than a lot of guys on this team. He's he's four years older than Zach Benson. um, So Granado's not treating him like a prospect. And I don't think he's going back anytime soon. He did great. And if he keeps playing like that and gets, gets opportunities like Granado's giving him. I don't really know what they'll do with the lineup, but I don't think they're taking Johnson out. He keeps playing like that. Even though it would be the easy thing to do, this team does not send prospects back just because it's easy. So what I think they might do is scratch Eric Johnson. Uh, Even though he's a veteran and he's been good on the penalty kill, he's not been good at five on five. I think that's your only move. Clifton has been good. I don't want them to take Connor Clifton out of the lineup. I guess you could take Henry Haru out, but he's had a nice season as well compared to past years, so it's a tough one. I think Eric Johnson is probably the right answer uh, and keep Ryan Johnson in the lineup. My th- other star of the game uh, is Ukapeka Lukinen. 24 saves on 27 shots. It's not a great save percentage, 898, and as I went through earlier, it was 2.8 expected goals against in this game uh, at 5-on-5. Five five. And Luke and in 2. Actually, you know, I was about to say lead in three, so it was what was expected. But remember that 2.8 number. Oh no, sorry, never mind. I was gonna say it's a five on five. The the total number was two point eight. Uh let me double check that. Do I have the numbers wrong? I might have done the numbers wrong when I put that game recap together. I did not. No. All situations, it was 2.8. Okay, so I had that. I had that right. So he allowed about what was expected. He allowed about what was expected. But I thought he was really good. I thought he was tracking the puck well. He made a bunch of really big saves at big times. He stopped Carolina on a breakaway uh, in the second period. Uh, actually, that might have been in the early in the third period. him was sharp. And not signing the apology form. I need a lot more games than this. But he earned another – he earned his turn. They're going to go back and forth here with Levi and Lukanen. And whoever gets hot might stick. I think Lukanen earned his turn again. I doubt that they're going to go Le- They're not going to go Levi, Levi. Back-to-back. Knights. I think you go lukanen Levi, and then maybe, you- or you go Levi, Lukanen. And maybe you go back to Lukanen next week. I think he is playing well again. Kind of having those average numbers this year, statistically, about what's expected of him. But that's a huge jump. If he just allows what's expected of him and gives you average goaltending this year, that's a massive jump from where he was in the past two seasons in the NHL. So, Lukanen, good job for him. I got to talk about Victor Olison for a minute. Victor Olsson in this game was benched, as was, I kind of predicted this in my three keys of the game. One of them was insulate the Peyton Krabs, Lucas Rusek, and, uh, and Matt, not Matthew's voice, excuse me, Victor Olison line. And that's exactly what happened. Granado benched that line after the second period. I mean, they did not play in the third much at all. In fact, I don't think they played really at all in the third period. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do, but I cannot watch Victor Olefson play for this hockey team anymore. It's to me, it's over. Olafson, he's just he's just not doing anything out there, he's taking penalties. He is turning the puck over. He's not battling hard on the walls. In this game, he has a 33% expected goals for percentage. Um, he He's just not had a positive game, I would say, really throughout the entire year. And we I, I say it a lot about him. He does one thing great. He's got a great shot. But through eight games, we're talking about a shot a game just at 11 and he has not scored yet. He's not helping the power play. He's supposed to be a power play specialist. I don't know what value he is providing the Buffalo Sabres right now because he's not scoring goals. And that's the only value he provides. So they already were thinking about getting rid of him in the off season. He wanted to be gone in the off season. I think that is best for all those involved. And you could see it from Don Granado. Don Granado is just begging somebody to take his spot in the lineup. He continually will scratch the guy. You know, he's already he's already been scratched six times this season. They were scratching him for big, important games last year, trying to make the playoffs despite the fact that he had 28 goals. So now he's not even scoring those goals, and he's still not really doing anything otherwise. I just think it's time to move on, find a team that needs a little bit of scoring punch, and trade him for whatever you can get. A second-round pick, a third-round pick, a B-level prospect. Whatever you can get your hands on for Victor Olsen, that's the route I would take if I were GM Kevin Adams. I'm ready to see Yuri Kulik in the lineup over him. We've had Chad D. of Expected Buffalo writing about how Great Kulik's been playing in Rochester. His two-way game is improved. He's still scoring goals. He has a shot like Olison for the power play, but can drive play. He can carry the puck. He can skate with the puck. He can stick handle. He can playmake. And he's a better two-way player right now. I don't see any case that Olison is a better hockey player right now than Yuri Kulik is. That guy would be number one for me. Matthew Savoy is going to enter the lineup on Friday or Saturday. I am very optimistic that he can be more impactful for this team than Olsen can right now. Hell, at this point, I can't believe I'm about to say this, I'd rather see Patrick Kane in this team's lineup. And I hate that idea. I don't think Kane's got much left in the tank. But if Olsen is only going to provide me, in in theory, power play opportunities and scoring, I feel more confident they'd get that from Patrick Kane right now. I feel more confident they would get power play production from him to kind of boost the power play. And, you know, give him a little bit more playmaking, a five-on-five. Five. I don't know. You get the value. You trade Olsson if you if you do that. Either way, it doesn't have to be Kane. It's still not my favorite idea at all. I just got to see somebody else in this lineup over Victor Olsson. I apologize to Lesh Cotelique for comparing Olsson to him all this time because Cotelique would at least do some other things. Bigger body. Could skate with the puck. Could stick handle. Could quarterback a power play. Shoot out. Um, yeah. It's just a shot for Olsson, and he's not shooting the puck right now. So, I think it's time to get him out of this lineup. And if you ask me, it's perfectly okay if Victor Olson has played his final game for the Buffalo Sabres. So we'll see what Granato does. Maybe he has. Maybe he has. Maybe they've, maybe they've seen enough too. Again, he just isn't a part of the game plan. He, last night, how many minutes did he end up playing? Last night, Victor Olsen plays nine minutes and 11 seconds. Nine minutes and 11 seconds. That's brutal. Time out here. When we come back, look around the rest of the division and uh, where the Sabres go from here uh, coming up in terms of their schedule and uh, how high they could get in the standings, some head-to-heads coming up that are important, and one team that could bury, as well as what happened elsewhere in the league. That's coming up in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. You've got all your opportunities for some Sabres future right now. If you want to get some good odds on them to make the playoffs, with Bill's odds as well. You can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get out on the action. Super easy to use, spreads, player props. I mentioned the futures, over-unders, plenty more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. CD Jody Biase, back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Sail across the Atlantic division. A bunch of Atlantic teams were in action on Tuesday night along with the Sabres. The Sabres gaining a point on some teams. They lose a point to some other teams. The team they lose a point to the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning five, one, and four in the last 10 games. They are 6 3 and 4 on the season. Four loser points. They're actually six and seven but they're second place in the Atlantic division because of the NHL's dumb rules. So Tampa, I'm still thinking that they could, they could skid here. They could fall apart, Uh, but they're back on track a little bit in terms of point totals. Now, and they do have a plus goal differential on the season. Detroit is starting to fall off exactly as I predicted Detroit on Tuesday falls to the New York Rangers, by a five to three score. They were actually down five, nothing in this game. They, climbed back to 5-3, pulled the goalie with less than two minutes to play, but the Rangers were able to hold on for victory in that one. Detroit now 7-5-1. They are only two points ahead of the Sabres, and they have played the same amount of games. And there was a point in time where Detroit was like, weren't they like eight points ahead of the Sabres after just a couple of weeks? Sabres have already closed that gap with Detroit, and I think they will at some point here overtake the Detroit Red Wings. Pittsburgh, they're out West. They're not in the Atlantic, but they're out in the, uh, the Metropolitan. They climb out of last place in the Eastern conference with a two nothing win over, over Anaheim. That is the Saturday opponent for the Sabres. I would love to see them just put down the Penguins and uh, show them they're not going to climb back into this race. Another positive result, Minnesota beats the Islanders. The Islanders are tied with the Sabres with 13 points, so a good West over East win there. Minnesota, the Sabres opponent on Friday night. What you got on Wednesday is Ottawa and Toronto at 7 o'clock. Uh, Keep an eye on that game because Toronto's had their struggles early on this year, but Ottawa's down in the dumps. They are dead last with eight points in the Eastern conference. They do have three games in hand on a lot of teams, including the Sabres. So I think you want to root for Toronto there. I do not believe Toronto is going to stay down in the wildcard race. Like they are right now. I think they eventually will leapfrog Detroit and will leapfrog Tampa and they will get into that top three. If not first or second Ottawa though, You know, Ottawa could get hot, and Ottawa could get back into this thing. So every loss that they get is going to make it harder for them to do so. Florida is also in action, 7.30 puck drop Wednesday. That's a TNT game, nationally televised. So keep an eye on them. They're playing against the Washington Capitals. Florida is also tied in the Sabres with 13 points. Uh, And then you've got the late game, which uh, has no bearing on the Sabres. That's what's going on elsewhere around the league. We'll take. A, we'll uh, end things here for today's show. A mailbag segment on tomorrow's show. So hit us up, YouTube channel, comment section, or at Locked On Sabers on Twitter, and we'll answer all of your comments and questions here on the show. And maybe more uh, Victor Olson replacement ideas. I want to get a little bit more in on Yuri Kulik and uh, some of the guys in Rochester that are pushing for opportunities at the nhl level so a lot to get to uh next time thanks for listening at sneaky joe sports follow me on twitter thanks for tuning into lockdown sabers podcast making us your first listen every day part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day